Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Time now for the live wire. All right, Walker, you teased going into break that the Panthers brass has been on the station in the last day. Yesterday, GM Dan Morgan joined KB in the afternoons. And this morning, Dave Canales, he joined Mac and Bone. And uh, we had a great conversation last week about analytics role in the modern NFL. And this morning, Dave Canales, well, he said that analytics are a great starting point when trying to build your offense. Analytics is a great starting point. Um, these are the this is the way that you can protect yourself from missing great opportunities um, to increase your percentages of scoring, but also to increase just another possession. So I think that that's a huge starting point. And then I know that there is a just an element of like, yes, those are the numbers, but how are we doing today? Um, how is this defense playing us today? And all those things factor in. Um, this is not a perfect science. Um, but I, I believe that analytics can be really utilized to kind of identify some of the outliers um, that gives you kind of a starting point. And then from there, you got to look at who you are and who, who you are today. You know, those are really important things for me. I, I think the back half of that answer was what I was most interested in hearing was, are you going to be a guy that always goes with the numbers or will you judge the system, just the situation and say, man, I'm on the road against the best team in football. I need to go up three possessions. Walker. I don't know what was coming back to that. Well, I mean, that was just the most recent <laughs> example. And but and also like <laughs> analytics does cause. So, you know, I go back to this Greg Olson quote said the biggest criticism used against analytics is that it doesn't take into account the team or the situation. But then when we go back to that game that you speak of, Michael Badgley has a career 48 plus uh, long yard field goal attempts of 45%. Like it's not very good. So why doesn't the take the points crowd include these pieces of information early in the game? San Francisco elected to attempt a field goal on fourth down and Moody missed. And so it does take some of that stuff into the situation. But Dave Canales, to your point, Fiddy, he is right in that we can't just go by the numbers only and i get that you get to decide what you want to do because you're the head coach and you have to take into effect what the numbers tell you to do how your player is how your players are feeling how they're playing because some of the models like the models actually do kind of take into effect what's going on in those moments on average Dan Campbell, when Dan Campbell goes for it on fourth down, he's actually not even using analytics. He's using his gut. I mean, he's he's the guy that is actually saying, I believe in my players. We're going to go for it. And I don't even know how much he's looking at some of the models. Like, you know, sometimes, yes, he still has that at his disposal. But I like Dave Canal is telling you it's a great starting point and we'll use it when it's appropriate. It's all I need. We don't need to make it real complex. I want analytics to be part of the equation. And he's also not going to just go by the numbers because it's what a sheet of paper tells you. He's going to mix in his own opinions. It's exactly what I want for my head coach. Uh, I think, too, you know, to your point, man, you got to feel the game. It's, it's hard to describe. It's something that's just there. And I think the analytics definitely supplement uh, your thoughts and how you feel it. But that's why I said, like, even when I was watching that game as a 49er fan, I had no problem with him going for it on fourth down because they had so much momentum. They were dominating the 49ers on defense. 
And I was like, hell, I would say go for it too if my offense was this hot against a team. You got to feel the game and then allow the analytics to kind of play a part in your thinking. It's like, okay, yeah, man, I'm feeling this. The offense is doing great. Analytics says I should do this. It feels right. Let's go with it. And you got to live with the consequences. And that's coaching. I mean, because there have been a lot of coaches, too, on the flip side that have lost with conventional thinking. There have been coaches that have lost where people were like, hey, you should have gone for it on that fourth down. Or you should have blitzed maybe uh, on that fourth down play or, or, or things of that nature. So I think it could go both ways. But it's always going to be more glaring when you go against conventional thinking. That's yeah. just always going to be how it is. But I think analytics helps. Everything has to evolve. And I think games have evolved now to where analytics can help you get victories and have an edge. So, you know, I like that. I think we've all embraced Dan Morgan being the GM of the Carolina Panthers. But one of the things, Wes, you, you really pushed back on was the Panthers promoting from within when it was a losing front office. He was best friends with Scott Fitterer. And Fitterer had a like a 30-something percent win percentage as the GM of the Panthers. Well, Dan joined KB in the afternoon to address just those uh, just those concerns. Right, I get that. You know, obviously Scott's one of my good friends, and I really appreciate him for bringing me back here. Um, but I'm excited about the future and, um, you know, what what we think we can do here. Um, I learned under some really good, really good guys. Um, under John Schneider out in Seattle, uh, Brandon Bean up in Buffalo, Joe Shane was on staff there. You know, so I feel I feel like I'm well equipped to take over. Um, I have a lot of my new, you know, some of my new ideas and, and ways that I do things. So I'm just looking forward to getting to work and, and doing this thing the right way. And um, I'm just excited about getting going. Really quickly, Wes, uh, Andy Reid just said it would be a long shot for Pro Bowl left guard Joe uh, was it Tooney. Oh, yeah, yeah. To to play in Sunday's Super Bowl. So there's maybe one little advantage for your Niners to take advantage of on Sunday. But you were the guy <laughs> that was leading the charge that was concerned about them promoting basically Scott Fitterer's best man or best friend and his right-hand man to his same role. Did that comment lessen your concerns about Dan Morgan being able to evaluate and put together a roster better? than his predecessor did. I mean, there's two ways of thinking about this thing. Yeah, I'm not thrilled at the fact of his relationship with Scott Fitterer, but again, you're talking to a guy. I mean, I was a tremendous Dan Morgan fan when he was at the University of Miami and with the Carolina Panthers. So I'm still seeing Dan in that visor and that neck roll and out there just balling out of control. And, you know, I do feel like he's paid his dues, and I'm going to give him a chance at this point because not only do I have to, but – I feel like Dan, man, he, he's put the work in. And I think that with how he was as a player, and I think that when we talked about how middle linebackers are quarterbacks of the defense, the biggest thing I feel it could be his biggest attribute to carry over from his playing days to this job is diagnosis. He had to diagnose plays a lot, and he could diagnose, diagnose what players can play, who can and who can't. And so I'm hoping that he brings that type of IQ to the job to where he can make tremendous moves in free agency and in the draft. And it's not just getting the big ticket items like a T Higgins and stuff like that. But can you find those glue guys, that linebacker that may not be a household name yet that you bring in on a light contract, like what we've seen with Frankie Louvu, or can you bring in that offensive lineman that nobody knows about, or perhaps was a backup or something like that at another team and comes in here and it's a very serviceable starter. So I think that that's the thing I'm looking forward to. So I'm going to give Dan a chance. For sure. I didn't hear anything in that soundbite that, 
you know, would ease your pain if you were worried about him being so closely related to Scott Fitter in the first place. He really moved off of it. But what he did do was focus on some of the other minds that he's learned under. He referenced John Schneider. He referenced Brandon Bean. He referenced Joe Shane. All smart minds in front offices across the National Football League. And so while Dan Morgan doesn't tell you, hey, I actually had some differing opinions as much from Scott Fitter, he did end that soundbite by saying, I can bring some new things and just the way that I do things up to this title that I have now as president of football operations. And so at the end, he told you that there might be some new things, but I don't know if that's going to appease all of the doubters. I just know that it goes back to something I've been talking about and what Wes just referenced. It's the fact that he has put the work in. This is not somebody that is here just because of Panthers nostalgia. In fact, he didn't even start here with the Carolina Panthers. He put in work with Seattle under a successful franchise. He put work in with Buffalo. By that time, had become a winning franchise. And now he's here in Carolina. And so I think him having put that work in, learning under those minds that he shared with KB yesterday, I think that's what allows us to give him a chance and see what he can do with well, this new title. Well, not on that, too. The last thing I'll add is, too, I like that I think Dan's no nonsense, man. And I think that's the type of mentality that you got to have at the top. And I think he's going to bring in tough players and, and, and guys that are really going to help. Not only did Bill Belichick not get a job this head coaching cycle, neither did Mike Vrabel, a guy that everyone thought would, would most likely land somewhere after the success he enjoyed in Tennessee, but yesterday Diana Rossini had this report this on the athletic football show about why he did not get a head coaching job. Whole thing. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions, and that is a factor. So now we know why he's not in Carolina, because he towered over. I mean, look, he might have respected Dave Tepper's chest hair, and who doesn't? But he towers over Daddy Tep, and uh, Tep ain't hiring that man. The good news is that Diana Rossini said it was a GM that told her that. If it was an owner, then maybe David Tepper would be that guy. But at least it was a GM. And just as Wes was saying, ain't no way Dan Morgan is telling you that Mike Vrabel is physically intimidating. I don't know who it would be. I have no clue who it would be. All I know is it's ridiculous to not hire a football guy because he's too football-y. No, thank you. You're too scary. You're too football-y. I don't want you to run football ops or be my football coach. Let me say that's one of the wildest things I've ever heard. I mean... Thank God I'm not trying to get a coaching job. We're both about the same size. He's listed at 6'4", 261. I'm in that ballpark. I mean, you're not going to hire a guy because of size. What are you scared that he's going to get angry at what just happened in the game and body slam you through a table or something like that? Like, that is just... Woo, and same I, with me. Like, I'm a physically intimidating guy. You are. I'm 6'6", and I weigh like 230. Yeah. And so that's like pretty much, <laughs> I'd say, at least 90% muscle. Yeah. And so I guess I can't get a job in like the NFL, like a hybrid too. tight end. And you know what I'm saying? One of those tight ends that not quite enough in the backside to be able to block like that. So they bring you in to be a pass-catching kind of hybrid tight end. I have a surprising booty. Like, <laughs> like teams know when you come in the game, it's going to be a pass. Say that again. I have a surprising booty. 
It'll sneak there up you on go. you. There you go. Yeah, that, you're the guy that when they come in, they say, oh, it's going to be a pass. Mm -hmm. It comes mail. It's going to be a pass. It's yo. true. But then I put you on the backside. Boom. Mm, like Kittle did uh, Aiden Hutchinson. That's right, because Kittle is not. Uh, Kittle is yeah, physical. He's pretty physical. Smash Aiden Hutchinson. Like he will. He's smash uh, whoever's lined up mm -hmm. at DM for the Chiefs. So the more I've thought about it, this was this was Jerry Jones, right? <laughs> you know, He's was, not like Michael. I was going to hire him, but uh, he'd throw me through the table after the end of the game, and uh, old Jerry just can't recover the way he used to. <laughs> Did he mixes all of his impressions together when he tries one. <laughs> it turns into David Tepper. I believe Mitch Kupchak and Jerry Jones just fused into one person. With there that was impression. no Tepper in that one. No Tepper, but there was definitely Mitch Kupchak. They kind of sound like they're both... Older men. Both old is what you want to say. I was going to say old and senile, but that felt harsh. Yeah, I don't think they're senile. I don't think so. Mitch Kupchak, you know, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily come across as him having it all together, but I think Mitch Kupchak has it all together. Did you see him on Saturday? They showed him before the Duke game. He was just really happy to be in a positive basketball environment. I know. Man, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. It was like in L.A. In LA. <laughs> Winning left and right. Is that Jerry Jones or Mitch Kupchak? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I have no clue. That'll do it for the live wire with Josh Fitty Marlowe.